celestial or some other words for rehab. I know you want to use the word rehab. Paran Well, well let's let you play it. Alright. Gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie, and this is episode 76, and that means we're covering the one-hour, 15-minute, and one-second mark all the way to the one-hour and 16-minute mark. All the all way. the way over Taking there. Taking it all yeah, the way, Betty. Yeah, it's I mean, we, we don't mess around here. No, man. And uh, I'm your host, Aaron, and as the listeners have no doubt picked up from uh, Con context over time that my co-host and I have known each other quite a while and uh, really since elementary school in fact which takes me back to a time when at age 12 the three of us and another friend took a journey to uncover the body of a missing boy near the town of Castle Rock Oregon and our journey was quite remarkable. It involved a stop at the town junkyard, a narrow escape from an oncoming train, a cool dip in a leech-infested pond, and finally a confrontation with some local teenage hoods. But we ultimately found the body, and instead of trying to take all the glory and be town heroes, well, we called it in anonymously, and uh, we got the body found. And so time passed, and we drifted apart, and today Ryan is a forklift driver at a local lumber yard, and Caleb, well, he tried enlisting in the army, but was denied due to his poor vision, and he served some prison time, but now does handyman work about town, and our fourth friend, Chris, became a lawyer, but he was killed when attempting to break up a fight in a fast food restaurant, so, you know, I never had any friends like the ones I had back then. No, and apparently, uh, we didn't have any kind of parental supervision back then, either, <laughs> No. And now I am narrating it. <laughs> That's my I, Richard Dreyfus impression. No, I got it. I okay, got great. It. That was actually pretty good. Whoever said you had a fat one, LaChance? <laughs> uh, could it be that the ghost of the iconic moment is our fourth friend who passed away so long ago? No, I want to think that he's the one that was in the... Uh, what was the... the what was the? We'll get back on this. What the pie eating contest? Who was the guy? Mm. Boom bada boom bada. Oh, uh, there was a nickname for that kid. It was like uh, uh, sh- I don't remember. Shit. But also, did you say Castle Rock, Oregon? Yeah. Is that what it is in the movie? That's just what this Wikipedia said. Because Castle Rock's in Maine. Do stand by me. Pie eating. I mean, you'll, you'll get it. Uh, at nighttime, Gordy tells the other boys a made-up story of Davy Lardass okay. Hogan. Right. No, I, I'd like to think that the ghost of the iconic moment is uh, portraying the Dave Lardass Hogan character. Okay, great. So Could I, be. Well, I mean, with, so he I got revenge. Like, yeah, like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see what's happening. Uh, the. For better or for worse, in Wikipedia, it says near the town of Castle Rock, Oregon. It must be the movie. Castle Rock is part of Stephen King's fictional main topography. <laughs> so either Wikipedia's wrong or that movie took a weird change. Castle Rock would be Stand amazing. by me, the film adaptation ah. of the novella The Body makes a reference to a town of Castle Rock in Oregon. Rob Reiner, the film's director, later named his production company Castle, Castle Rock Entertainment. Whoa. Got it. 
So, so it's Castle just a Rock weird is, artistic choice. So Castle yeah. Rock Entertainment gets its name from from uh, this movie. No, from Stephen King's like a lot of his stories are set in Castle, Castle Rock, Rock or near Castle Rock. But does Rob Reiner direct? Does Rob Reiner direct a lot of Stephen King movies? Well, he did several of them, as it says at the end of that sentence. Oh, oh you're saying? Oh, oh, you're saying Rob Reiner specifically himself, not right. the company. Uh, I don't know if he does any. Because Castle Rock Entertainment is Rob Reiner's production company. Right. But it seems like Stephen King would probably be like, hey, that's kind of my thing. Why'd you, why'd you take that? Um, I feel like there's probably some collaboration there. I mean, I feel like he didn't just do it without asking. I don't know. Well, in honor of the town. Yeah, there we go. I guess you can do whatever the fuck you want in this world. God, a lot of ins, a lot of outs. And that's why we're doing this right here. The Autopod Decepticast. I guess the people. I mean, yeah. Who are we to judge people that oh, take other, yeah. other people's licensed properties and, <laughs> and devote a whole thing based mm. on that? Oh, irony! You, you're a bitter winch. Well, this is a perfect time to uh, talk about news. Dateline, Transformers. Good evening, Mister, Mrs. America, and all the ships at sea. The Autopod Decepticast has news. Let's go to press. And by news, we say old news. And by old news, I mean the fact that we're going to be at TFCon Chicago, guys. Old news in a future time. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Presently, we're talking about future news in which the Autopod Decepticast will be at TFCon Chicago yes. in October. That last weekend of October. The dates completely escape me at all October times. October 26th through 28th. Thank last weekend much. of October. And uh, what are we going to be doing? Well, we're going to have, in addition to enjoying the festivities, we're going to have our own segment. Yes. And we are going to be doing what we do best, which is talk about this stupid fucking movie. Yes, right. And we're going to be, you know, giving our <laughs> giving some new fresh takes on it, and maybe yes. engaging the audience in some uh, new fun Perhaps. activities. Yep. So that's happening. Buy your tickets. Take, Take the, the ride. ride. <laughs> Jinx. Personal. Oh, he got you, buddy. <laughs> Caleb Carter can no longer speak through the duration. I mean, it'll be like an recording. episode. <laughs> okay. Are you telling me I don't have to say anything? I'm saying you've already broken the jinx code. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what happens when that happens? Bad luck for the rest of the podcast. Oh, shit. Yep, it's true. <laughs> Last episode recap. <laughs> yeah. Daniel saved Spike, Bumblebee, Jazz, Cliffjumper, but probably not Beachcomber, from an (laughs) awful, ghastly, painful death. And Hot Rod got some solid points in on old Galvatron as their battle continues from the inside of Unicron, or Ingester, depending on what Mm. version of this story you're following. Uh, Right at the top of the minute here... um, Galvatron's been knocked to the ground, he's recovered, he's on his knees, and he takes a couple blasts at a road-raging Hot Rod here. Uh, two blasts nearly miss Hot Rod as he does some fancy driving. Well, they do miss. Pull some uh, uh, some full loop-de-loops That's inside right. of this Unicronian hallway. I mean, a near miss is the same as... Uh, wait, is is a near miss just a, a, like a near hit? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> a, a near miss would just be like... There's that. a George Carlin bit about that. That's oh, not right. a near miss, that's a near hit. Well... I, near miss Go watch that. Doesn't everybody. make any sense to me. Anyway, watch <laughs> a better. I, I think I, I think I say it some more throughout this uh, awesome. episode. So, at any rate, Hot Rod continues to drive away. Galvatron transforms at this point into his mm-hmm. cannon mode. Yeah, presumably, like maybe to get some better long range like accuracy. Yeah, I think that's true. That like, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
I was just gonna say this part that's coming up where he like the the, the explosion assisted transformation. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Do you think he either like he actually hit him or got close enough that it forced him into the air and forced him to I transform? I think that ladder at this is, point yeah. at one fifteen thirteen. Um, so yeah, Hot Rod transforms in midair, kind of flips. You can tell it definitely no matter what happened, it caught him off balance because mm -hmm. he lands on his side and while landing takes some shots at Galvatron yep. in uh, from his little uh, arm exhaust cannons. That was always as a kid, and like also even now, I think those are some of my favorite like auxiliary weapons. It's just those arm cannon like that become exhaust pipes. I just like that as a weapon. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let's pay close attention here. I don't know if uh, the animators would have been savvy enough to do this at this time, and he's far enough away you probably can't tell. But uh, you'll recall earlier in the movie, he was firing from those cannons, and mm -hmm. they each went off in succession. Oh, in sequence. I, I, I don't think you can tell. if they do that here, we're just going to give it a quick little shot. This might not be worth... I like also how when Galvatron's in cannon mode, he is wearing the Matrix around him. It's, yeah. it's mm -hmm. dangling around Well, it's still cannon. around where his head is, yeah. <laughs> so those blasts nail Galvatron. Yeah, and, right in the chest. And, and what is honestly some of the coolest animated moments, I think, in this sequence here, because uh, just the way they, the explosions look great and the, kind of, the way the kind of internal breeze sweeps the smoke and sparks mm -hmm. away, from the, mm -hmm. away from the scene Unicron here. has an excellent internal exhaust system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got. Uh, you could fry, put a fried chicken restaurant up in this. Absolutely, guy. <laughs> he's got. He's got that hood. It's awesome. So, uh, Hugh, Hot Rod at this point starts running, racing towards Galvatron again. He flips and transforms into a car again. Again, excellent use of the alt mode. Finally, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. we're seeing lots of that this time, and, and turns on the high beams, and uh, races towards Galvatron. Yep, blinding him. So, yeah, Ryan, as you're saying, that tactic works very well because Galvatron's blinded. He kind of has this grunt or growl of annoyance mm -hmm. at this part. Hot Rod drives straight into Galvatron, uh, but this time Galvatron kind of catches him. The force from the impact carries the two, it seems like 10 or 20 feet or so, and what we ultimately end up with at this moment is Galvatron wrestling a car. Yes. Yep. So they keep wrestling around, and that's here. really cool. The transformation where they they go do a close up on Hot Rod transforming his head coming out of the chassis, and then get, getting choked. It's an unfortunate transformation because he essentially transformed his head right in between Galvatron's hands. It's true. <laughs> so, but and at this moment, Galvatron says the words, "I'll crush you with my bare hands." Yep. Which is another nice callback to Galvatron as Megatron. Absolutely. And even the the first fight between Optimus Prime. Mm -hmm. And you can hear Hot Rod's throat scrunching. Metal, metal, like... Yeah. Like, it's pretty brutal. I mean, he's just, like, choking him out. And what's fucked up is, like, 100% someone has jerked off to this. Why would you... What? Definitely. Okay. If a thing exists, somebody's jerked off to it. It's just thinking about the well, fact that... You could that say that about any moment in the movie. Absolutely, but it's weird here because it's a robot choking another robot, and so somebody's like, oh my god, that makes me so fucking hot. You, didn't, you guys didn't think about that? No. The views of Ryan are not shared yeah. by those... I'm not saying I, I did it. I was going to do a joke where... It, I'm not saying I came. I was, I was gonna, A little. Just a little bit, just the tip, just to see how it feels. I was going to do a joke where it's like, what if it sounded like this when he's crushing him? Very that's, good. A, that's a solid joke. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm glad that you were going to do that joke. Maybe you I should. was. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he continues to scree screeze. 
He continues to squeeze Hot Rod's neck, and there's a lot of struggle there. Hot Rod is definitely having a very hard time, Galvatron says. Die, Autobot! Great animation, great shading, lighting effects are Mm -hmm. on point. The struggle, the twitching of Hot Rod's eye as he tries to break free here in this moment. I don't like Galvatron's mouth in this this bit. He looks like, yeah, he's like talking out the side of his mouth. I I feel like uh, Galvatron's mouth at this moment looks like it must be a different layer. It does. It looks looks gray. As a, and plus, I think it just, if you were to pause it at the right time, it would have overlapped his nose. Yeah, his, it uh, doesn't look great, but hang on, everything else is looking great. Pay close attention to it. I think it overlaps his nose. I'll try and pause it. Do you think, yeah, it doesn't quite match up with the Do you think they added that back in? Like they had <sighs> to change something? I don't know why you don't use um, Windows This does go frame uh, by frame. This is easier when I'm trying to uh, rewind things for us, but it's okay. And the Windows frame by frame is bullshit. Disagree. At any rate. Uh, anyway, mouth bad. Also, I don't know why we cut here into the exterior. Like, I guess just for flow, like to remind everybody there's a battle going on. I, I think that's what it is. I think it's just, uh, hey, we've spent a lot of time on the inside now. Let's transition back to outside for half of a second. To yeah. Say. Um, so, so we're one hour, 15 minutes, and 39 seconds in, and holy shit, the Minnow does have offensive capabilities. That's right. Firing upon Unicron is the Junkion ship, the Minnow. It flies by, Unicron takes a swipe and uh, captures the ship, and then does a full uh, kind of... Uh, trash well, on, trash compact. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I love that squeezing from the interior where the, 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 the backgrounds are getting compressed. It looks so good. Yeah, these illustrations are great. That interior looks great. I love the texture of mm-hmm. the, the paneling. Oh, I never noticed that. That's Unicron's face out yes. of the viewer. Yeah, the absolutely. View. You see through the window Unicron's face. And I actually did a lot of rewinding and replaying of this to see if the physics behind this made sense. Like, the way he's holding the ship, and would you actually see his face from that angle? And the answer is yes, Mm -hmm. by the way. So, like, the way he's crushing it, it would be compressing the upper and, like, the roof and the floor more so than the sides. And that is the angle on which you'd see his face. Mm, The only thing that's a little bit weird, if you're going to analyze things to that extent, is that I would think the Junkion's bodies would be tossed all about and not sure. able to stand in and, one place. And as it's getting crushed, you would once again have that sound. Yeah. Right? Foley artist, Mr. Yeah, Carter. You should have done that. Unicron takes a wind-up and chucks the ship into space. We see shards yeah. of the minnow just released. You don't see it would have been interesting if they'd have put was, some was Rhett, bodies flailing. So about. was Retgar in there? And Perceptor yeah. and Ultra Magnus. Okay, are they all dead now? Well see, no, they're not. But that's another thing of like, how did they get back down to Cybertron? That's true. I mean I guess that no Transformers died in that thing, but at least Unicron was able to take it out and okay. keep it out of the, the okay. battle equation. Yeah. Back to Galvatron and Hot Rod. The choking continues and is accompanied by a short monologue, mm-hmm. which is uh, first Prime, then Ultra Magnus, and now you. I like how he's like, and now you, yeah. whoever you are. <laughs> That's true. He has more to say, but that brings us to the end of the minute. That's true. Gentlemen. Another fast minute. I feel like these minutes are, there's not a, I mean, there's not it's a quantity it, of things happening. There's sure. big things happening, but it's not really... When it's mostly action, yeah, yeah. there's not as much to, to break apart. Right. Exactly, that's true. Except for the Junkion ship. 
Which just became more tinier pieces of junk. The trash, yeah. According to, I can't remember if it was my, it was my script deviation, all of those pieces of junk on ship could have, should have become their own individual ships, which would have then flipped around and uh-huh. attacked you. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Actually, it would have been. God, you guys, you animators, you just don't know how it's done from 1986. Well, the animators can't, I mean, even the writers. Pretty. The writers said it. Hello? Hi, are you guys still working? Yeah, we are. Oh, oops, sorry. I didn't know. That's okay. How's okay. it going? Good, I'm headed home. Cool. Do you, do you like the Transformers uh, Autopod Decepticast? Oh, this is not Aaron. This is Caleb. I'm just, I'm, he's, you're on speaker. <laughs> we can all talk to you. Yeah. But we won't. You guys are messing with my head. No, just, could you mind just saying hi to all our listeners real fast? Oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> See you later, babe. Okay. All right. Hang up. Bye. All right. So at this point uh, in the show, I think it's time for a little. <laughs> and generally, I go first. This is Aaron speaking because <clears throat> my script is. Uh, there's some deviations, so to speak, hence the name of the segment. Thanks. But uh, they're not they're not as crazy out there as Ryan's, which is a much earlier version of the script. But we're going to jump straight to Ryan, because mine oh. played out pretty much as it did on screen. In fact, the only note that I have is that in that moment when the Junkion ship is being crushed, uh, Retgar has a line, which was omitted, uh, where he says, ashes to ashes, junk to junk. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> and that's it. Ashes. Sounds like yeah, because like accepting that's a, his death. That's kind of a serious line for a, a jokey character. Yeah, that's I I think that's actually a pretty cool line. I don't like it. Mm. Ashes to ashes, death to death. Like it's, there's no <laughs> way to deliver it. Yeah, how he, all of a sudden he gets just like a a, a Shakespearean type of voice like out of nowhere. Ashes to ashes, It's junk to junk. Drugs are drunk is what I meant to say. My name is Wait, James are Mason. Drunk? Are you Bill Cosby? James Mason. I'm James Mason. Also drunk. I'll talk about my deviations. This is Ryan. Um, this is a short one. I think this. Gosh, this is going to be a short episode. No, oh, no. Um, we're so we're still in Cyunicron with Galvatron and Hot Rod fighting each other. Galvatron. Uh, shoots his hand up between him and Hot Rod, his fingers clawing at Hot Rod's face, digging into his eyes. Hot Rod socks Galvatron twice, causing him to release his grip. Then Hot Rod grabs Galvatron by the shoulders and starts to snap him back against the wall. Galvatron, struggling, draws a blaster and fires. And here's where I'm like, does Friedman not know both Megatron and Galvatron have arm cannons? Because they both pull blasters. Mm -hmm. That's true. It just bugs me. I think at this point he's trying to make the scenes mirror each other as much as possible. I guess, yeah. There's but, an extent to that, but, but it's still wrong. Any, he never it. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, Hot Rod winces as the blaster cuts the side of his face, scarring his cheek. He wipes the scar, then hurls himself on Gavatron, grabbing for him, getting only the bottle containing Optimus Prime's life spark, oh, which hangs yeah. around Galvatron's neck. Yeah, because in this one it's not a physical matrix. It's Optimus Prime in a stupid bottle, like a goddamn butter, like a goddamn firefly. That's right. And the chain holding the bottle does not break, so Galvatron is pulled up short, and Hot Rod holds him in the bo- in the bottle. And that's where we'll stop for that minute. Hmm. That's interesting. Even these deviations are getting uh, shorter. Eight yeah. more pages. All right. And the last page is only about half. 
Hmm. It's counting down. Guys, we're counting down to the end of this show. Coming to the, coming to the, end of the wire. This is incredible. Yeah, so there will be it's upwards of 85 minutes of this show. We are on 75. Six, six. 76. That's, and I'm going to just, uh, spoiler alert, there's really only two and some change more minutes of actual Goddamn. screen time. Yeah, the, we did the math, and there's six minutes and 15 seconds of, of credit roll at the end of this movie. So if you have suggestions on how we should handle the credit sequence... We decided to go second by second yeah. in the credits. We're, yeah. just, we're going to read names line by line. And that's, that's all that happens in the episode. <laughs> each an hour long. We're going to actually do research on each person that we see their name there. We are? Yes. <laughs> you got a mouse in your pocket? <laughs> And uh, this seems like perfect timing. We we typically do uh, the iconic moments segment, but we haven't. Uh, we had to introduce it ourselves because the ghost hasn't been around. Oh shit! We can. I am the ghost of the iconic moments. You know. Is he? You're back from tour. Hi guys. I thought Holy you were so busy. Shit. How? Uh, the tour got cut short. Oh no! For good reasons. Partied a little too hard. Oh, really? Wow. Got into trouble with the local law enforcement. With Johnny Law? <laughs> What's, uh, where, where and what? What are the details of this? I mean, is it, I think I did read a snippet in the paper. Uh, Castle, <laughs> oh, Castle you, Rock, Oregon. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The Castle Rock Gazette. Castle Rock Festival was off the chain. <laughs> A little, just, a little just too off the chain. <laughs> just like, just like uh, Hot Rod wishes that Matrix was. Mm-hmm. My lawyer says I can only say th- certain things about it. What kinds of things? <laughs> yeah, name what? one. Name one thing. I apologize for my behavior. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Do you? The judge instructs me that I had to participate in a certain. Type of uh, rehab. Oh no! Oh, I, actually, I was gonna. Add, there's cameras all about us here. There, yeah. I, there's at least two cameramen. I can't believe we didn't mention it until now. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I guess you're a producer. This guy over here in the corner with a clipboard. Uh, what? What is all this about? Just, just pretend they're not here. I'm participating in a reality show. Oh wow! Oh Paranormal shit. rehab. Oh okay. Got what, a paranormal me, rehab. Yeah, that's a good. So name. first of all, you're in rehab. I guess you developed a drug addiction of some sort or alcohol or smoking that weed. Oh wow. Okay, that's I didn't know that was I didn't know that was something they would put you in rehab for. <laughs> it seems pretty mild. You must but... have had a pretty big problem. Uh yeah. Who, so uh, your sheet is stained green, so I. <laughs> so celebrity, uh, parent. What, what what is it called again? Paranormal rehab. Oh, okay. I smoke too much. It it's not about the drug. It's about the behavior. <laughs> well, you're working the program. I can see. Yeah. Are there any other? I assume there could be many other ghosts on this program with you. Well, who's the cast? You got Casper. <laughs> of course. Oh, he always seems so friendly to me. Slimer. Oh, he's green. He eating he's disorder. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that Mormon guy from Poltergeist. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I guess I don't recall that one. Not your problem. <laughs> My problem. Uh, anyway. All right, yeah, so we, you're being followed around by a crew it's here. A doc, yeah. It's, it, it's, helping, it's helping pay for the 
for the bill for the bills. Do, do you have a oh so but you getting kicked off the tour? You, that was a real problem, plus a financial I'm, hit. Plus, I'm trying to you know keep my profile up. You know, I'm going. Still want to do the rap career. Oh, you're out. hoping that that's still going to happen. Yeah. You are the Danny Bonaducci of uh, of Gotta stay ghosts current. associated with this. And that show. worked out for him. <laughs> He's doing yeah. well. Yeah, I gotta stay current, you know. But I'm I'm staying clean. I'm staying clean, and everything's okay. And, <laughs> and you know, I you know, I just, oh, wait, what's I just try dropped to, try on the floor oh, here. Oh, oh. oh, that's a hmm. is that a bag of it weed? looks like a bag of weed. That's that's nothing, man. It just just helps me with my boo coma. <laughs> Your boo coma. So that oh, it's me, it's for I prescription. Got, I gotta get the fuck out of here, man. Oh, no. out oh of wow. Here, man. Oh, he just. Oh, Really physical for a spirit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why would a ghost need to have to go through a door? But... Yeah. <laughs> well, he had to let, I guess, the crew out. I don't know. I guess. They yeah. they, they all ran out of here. I mean, Very I'm, silent. I'm trying, I'm trying to wonder. Like, he should be on an episode of Cops. That would be great. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Not that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to the iconic yeah. fighting crime in a one thing I hate about the Ghost of the Iconic Moment, everything just feels so punny. Yeah. Mm. You can't handle that. That's what you hate about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not much more to work with. <laughs> let's, uh, so I guess... Uh, at least let's, we're one-note character. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the Iconic Moment. All right. What, what do you, Ryan, what do you got? What do you, um, what do you I feeling? mean, just like Hot Rod just getting choked is very jarring. Like, mm-hmm. ima- again, if we had just imagined these as human characters mm-hmm. watching, like, I don't know, uh, Serpentor choking Duke to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a children's cartoon still. It is. is. Despite the fact that these are not human beings, uh, I still feel like that's pretty harsh. It's hardcore. Uh, I literally screaming, die, Autobot. Yeah. And I think this is a reminder that Hot Rod's been brave. He's delivered some blows. Sure. But you are kind of getting that Hot Rod's not as powerful as Galvatron. He's very overmatched. It's very palpable. And if it weren't for the fact that uh, he's going to have some help shortly, (laughs) he would surely die. What do you mean? Oh, well, you'll see. you'll see on our next recording session. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Caleb, what's your iconic moment? <laughs> um, yeah, probably, yeah, that. That. Yeah, the crushing. I, I, uh... I mean, it's hard not to say that the, the, the choking here is the iconic moment, but if I had to go with something else, I'd... To like the Galvatron catching of the ship, the Junkion Unicron. Ship. What did I say? Galvatron. I do like the part where Unicron is clutching the minnow and and, and crushing. That it. is pretty. Cool. It's pretty great. But you're not going to go with that. No, I'm going to go with the choking. All right. Mm-hmm. So basically, we described. There's two things that happen in this. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hot Rod gets choked and that ship gets crushed. It's all about crushing of things. How did we turn this into a 30 plus minute podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's a real short one. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that's about it. That's it? We're done. There's no script deviations? You gotta we get just, home. We did them. I don't, have to, I don't have to leave for another, like, half hour. Well, let's stretch this out, then. Oh. <laughs> Caleb's face looks We've like never had this happen before. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we're always uh, kind of, like, against the clock, 
for the moment when Caleb is going to be in trouble with his family. <laughs> I would... That is not. I like that. Is not always the case because the way it's portrayed. I like the idea of he gets home and all three of them are just sitting there, like arms. They're sitting at the dinner table. Little Harrison just taps his watch (laughs) with his finger. Andy's there carving a single pea into three pieces (laughs) because they're also poor. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's on a Christmas Carol. Or yeah, no, I, I, uh, I'm, I. I'm not playing along with this one at all. Don't have to. Yeah, that's true. We did it for you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Next time on the Autobot Destructicast. <laughs> well, everybody, make way for the reprise of the second best Stan Bush song in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's getting close to the end of the road. So stay with us, everybody. Listen to the stay show. iTunes. <laughs> Stitcher. Don't Google. Don't abandon Google us play now. Into- We're so close. <laughs> yeah. Don't be like Ryan and get to this. Right. Get this oh. close. No house going to turn Get this out close to the end of whatever stop. it is and then That's stop right. listening. Mm. Um, there's our social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of them at apoddecast. And then there's the web presence, autopoddecepticast.com. Ryan, anything good on there? Maybe a Stand by me. Contest. Okay. Some from Castle Rock, Oregon. <laughs> That's right. Maybe a picture of you. Uh, getting off to, to the choking uh, sound choked. of this yeah, movie. Absolutely. I have Something several. That you do. Um, and also, don't forget, everybody, TFCon, October 26th through 28th. Come see a live recording of this sort of variety show version of what we do. If it's you think I'm happening. disgusting on mic, imagine seeing my body. Because <laughs> you're going to see it. I will be recording are you gonna be, naked. Are you going to be naked? That's right. <laughs> Just all only wearing a butt plug. Glistening. <laughs> But it's a Transformers insignia, you know, like those bejeweled butt plugs. Yeah, which one are you going to have? Are you going to Autopod or uh, Autopod? Are you going to have uh, Autobot or Decepticon? Autobot. It's going to be Autobot. <laughs> oh, God, it's an Autobot plug. Autobot. <laughs> this has been a terrible episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to that. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye, bye, bye. I think it'll turn out. I think it'll turn out fine. I think we were just. I know you think that. That shockwave co- uh, cocktail when I made that yesterday while watching American Movie. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. But I haven't seen it in a while. Either. It's on Shutter, and I watched it probably like three times since in the past like week or so. And uh, man, it is funny and sad. <laughs> and Does it inspire you to not be such a loser? No. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, that ship has sailed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm pretty much secure in failure. Uh-huh. Yeah, he is. He's okay. 66. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. He was 30-something in that movie. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And now I can uh, no longer pronounce the word coven correctly. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? No. Oh, oh do you I know what we're talking that. about? No. American Movie is a documentary about Mike Bouchard, who is an independent filmmaker in, in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, I mean, living with his mother. and um, It's kind of an outsider kind of thing. Like, so outside, he doesn't really make movies. We'll just watch a trailer. <laughs> It's sweet. Yeah, Mike, buddy. That was wicked, man. (laughs) His whole life is missing this one film. You you have two hours tomorrow from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and be an extra in a film? 
You get your name on the credits, man, as a producer. Oh, Bill. And of course, there'll be a whole crowd of people here, so we got to make like a line where people can't go. Have a hell of a lot of assistant directors saying, "Hey, hey, could you step back like five feet?" I think my mom's gonna have to end up going out in the woods. I had my shopping to do. Okay, you got to spread apart that way. All of the extras have just fell through, except for Mike Shank right there. We used to uh, do a lot of partying together, but I don't party anymore. <laughs> hey, Mike, make sure everyone has brown gloves. Does everyone have brown gloves? No, dude, dude, dude. I'm broke, man. I gotta get gas tomorrow. And dude's talking about making a feature film. Uh, the name of the film is Coven. Coven, Coven. Uh, Coven, uh, that's the proper pronunciation. No, no, Coven sounds like oven, man, and that's just, it doesn't work. She wants to be in your film, Bill. Oh, my gosh. You're getting your three grand back. It's the first line of the film, man. It's got to be on the money. It's all right, uh... Okay, I believe we can do this. Shot 37 here where my head goes through the cover. Every time we got together, there was something that seemed to go wrong. Oh, oh, man. Man. Oh, dude. I'm sorry, I tried to put your head in this. Take 30. Um, cut. You gotta watch your teeth, too, because they clack a little bit when they loosen up in the mouth. Oh, now I see there's a flame there. Oh, no. What are you talking about, Ma? Check it out when you look at the scarecrows. Oh, you, I mean, do you get it? <laughs> Within weeks, the film will be cut and finished for multiple sales. What do you think about that? Multiple sales to who? We get to see Americans and American dreams, and you won't walk away depressed after seeing this. This whole thing is turned into a theatrical mockery. Do you understand that, Mike? No. <laughs> well, you will. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. If I can find 3,000 people like you across this country, man, I'm in business. <laughs> so, friend is amazing. So, um... What ended up? Uh, have you seen the movie itself? I haven't seen Coven. It's on. Don't they have the movie as part of the? I feel like we did watch. Did we? So because like it was on the DVD. Long. So when's that, what ends up? Uh, without really everything, where, where are we at these, these days? Um, he basically is known now as a personality. Like, mm-hmm. he's been on Family Guy, he's been on Letterman like five times. Really? Um, he and Mike, his friend, like basically reprised their roles on things. And, like, um, he, yeah, he's basically just a personality in the, in the world now. Right. Um, but he did make the movie and he sold 5,000 copies as of 2004. So the, kind of like uh, Tommy Wiseau, yeah, but not as but not crazy. as popular <laughs> or not or as popular famous or, or crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's an, it's a really sad, sweet, funny story. Like the his uncle, that Bill, that guy who he's like getting money from him, and he was oh, at one point he's like the filmmakers ask Bill how much money he has, and he's like, oh, two hundred eighty thousand, I think. <laughs> so. Wow. I get yeah. Is he like the primary financier? The fun, yeah. he, I mean, he got also like ten grand from his dad, and then whenever, you know, he whenever Bill like that was made in ninety ninety nine. So Bill died and left him some money to finish his Northwestern film, which is the whole point of the making Coven was to fund that, which is still in production. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The and Coven the movie. I feel like the documentarians are following him around for something like three years. Yeah, it right? is. It goes from like, like ninety five to ninety eight or something like that. Well, now you know. So I rec- I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's very All right. entertaining. All right, you guys, ready to watch a minute? Sure. Yeah. This is the minute prior. Blow cells, blow cells, where we sell good. 